I'm Kristen Hostetter, and you're listening to the Straight Talk podcast by Outside Business Journal. Today, I'm sitting down to chat with Eric Henderson, better known as Hendy. Hendy is the owner and founder of Meteorite, a boutique PR company whose clients include Rab, Sweet Protection, Salewa, DinaFit, Teton Gravity Research, and others. We're recording this episode in May 2020, as we're firmly in the grip of the coronavirus pandemic and its many ripple effects throughout our businesses and our lives. Of course, nobody knows how long this pandemic will be hanging over us. Well, thanks for joining me today. Um, Obviously, we are in a crazy time. It's been a really disruptive, really strange, to say the least, you know, Q2 spring for the outdoor industry and for the world. Um, so I thought it'd just be fun to kind of talk about what's going on in your world, what your take on all of this is, and um, solve some of all these big, some of these big problems, right? Sure. Solve them all right here in no, 10 minutes. No, no pressure on me at all on a, on a Tuesday morning, you know. Well, thanks right. for having me. Thanks for coming to me as a friend and uh, someone that's been in it for a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a wild ride, honestly. It's, uh, I remember like literally on Friday the 13th, you know, it was sort of my last real ski day. And uh, the next day, Jared Polis, the governor of Colorado, shut the ski areas down, you know, in Colorado. And it shifted the whole paradigm of, of our spring, you know. And as a dedicated skier and outdoor person, the spring is my favorite time to go skiing and climbing and hiking. And it's been, uh, yeah, it's been wild, you know, to say the least. Um, from the retail, the wholesale, small business owner. Um, as well as just uh, trying to teach uh, kids how to do school online. <laughs> so there's been a lot of learning, I think, for all of us in the industry. And um, I think we can I think we can solve some problems, honestly. You know, I do think that there is some solutions um, that will come out of this. I don't know how much of it we'll get to today. But I think the first thing that I'm really seeing is this type of interaction, you and I, yeah. and the creativity. So... so- What's it like in the world of PR today? I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's got to be challenging, right? Budgets are being tightened. Um, I think you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago and you're like, oh, Haas, PR is the first thing to go when budgets start getting uh, looked at. And I, I corrected you and I said, no, Handy, advertising is <laughs> the first thing to go. PR is the second thing, right? But, but no, seriously. Yeah. What what is it like in the world of PR today? What kind of conversations are you having with your clients? What 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 have you shifted in terms of you know the types of conversations that you've been having that maybe you'd never saw coming? Right. No, that's a really good question. Ultimately, we did have to act fast and and react pretty quickly um, on our feet. You know, spring is a time when we're getting ready to launch new products. We're getting ready to get um, short leads, we call them. So things that are hitting online, if it's a new boot or a new jacket or a new helmet, that's kind of the, the engine around PR in the spring. Uh, we quickly had to pivot, honestly, and go after a more um, editorial-based opportunity with journalists and media, ultimately because we wanted to be sensitive to the fact that uh, brands were shutting down. They couldn't ship. Uh, budgets were being scrutinized or looked at in terms of every dollar counts. And so as soon as you ship a product from a PR standpoint, that hits your, your bottom line. And then obviously the sensitivity around the unknown. It's really, um, I think you and I both know it's really fun to talk about boots and skis and helmets, 
but in the face of COVID-19, P-Tex and or Pertex or even Gore-Tex is really not that much fun to talk about when you're I, you know, it's funny, you said the word pivot. And if if there is like a single word that sums up these last six to eight weeks, yeah. I think pivot. I've heard that word more than anything else from pretty much every conversation I've had. Pivot, pivot, pivot. In fact, someone yesterday told me, I'm, I'm not pivoting, I'm pirouetting now because I'm just pivoting, 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 pivoting. And that's that's kind of what it feels like, right? Um, no, um, regarding your some of the brands you work on, because we're working on uh, obviously I, our, our spring issue of The Voice, right. and we have a big package um, on the pandemic and how we've all been impacted. Um, we have one story in particular that um, that goes into supply chains and the disruptions in supply chains, um, and then how that trickles down throughout you know, all aspects of the, in, of the industry and, and really the, the timeline of it all, because yeah. the products that are in stores right now aren't selling. And so when stores start to open up again, um, you know, brands or retailers aren't really going to be interested in bringing in new product. They want to get rid of what they have, right? Sell through is, is what I think is on a lot of retailers minds right now. So um, tell me, you know, you have any thoughts on that? Cause I, I think, um, I think, you know, like I said, that's going to have just all these ripple effects throughout everything. And, and, and particularly in terms of launching new products, you know, into the, into the, the cycle. Um, right. Right. And, and there's, there's a couple of things that I come to mind on that. First, obviously just putting, keeping my PR, PR hat on, it affects how we traditionally have thought of the cyclical cycle of marketing and public relations, right? You always have, six new products per six brands or 10 brands or whoever, how many brands you have in an agency. And so you've got, you know, let's just say 25 new products to talk about going into spring 20 for 21. Right. Well, the, the reality is, is that those, you know, new products for 21 are, they were already in sort of production, but at the same time, what's it going to look like for those retailers, like you say, and, and how many of those orders were actually cut or yeah. how many of those or- orders were affected. So that affects us on a PR side. The other long, the other long tail or long lead on this thing that I think really on a, uh, maybe more on a, like at a personal, but as well as sort of like a, 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 a ripple effect, like you say, is when brands make a decision to cut a fall order um, that affects those factories and that affects those workers that have been working on that particular product. And right. so as soon as that is then cut um, from their SKU line for fall and or maybe even the 21, um, that's going to have an effect on the global economy as well. And yeah. so it's been wild to see certain brands, you know, for example, go off map pricing. You know, I think the map pricing conversation is a big conversation in the outdoor industry. Yeah, it's like a map vacation is is uh, is the way that that I've I've heard some people refer to it. Um, and most people that I've talked to believe that once stores start to open up again, we'll see those prices bump back up. But um, it has been really really interesting to watch that. And and you know, there's so much unknown, right? Yeah. About about what's gonna what what the scene's gonna be like when stores open up again, and what what buyers' appetites are going to be to bring in new product. Yeah, um, 
and, 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 and what sell through is there? And then what brands are bringing unique programs to the market for their specific retailers? And then what retailers or what brands are also doing really well online? You know, right. like, there's been a big spike in sort of, you know, e-commerce, you know, and, right. and, and sort of we've seen a lot of, you know, people buying products from specific wholesalers that maybe weren't doing super well initially. And now they're like, oh, I can get this at X price on this, you know, X brand's website um, for a really good deal. So it, it, we're going to open up and we're going to get back to normal, but we are going to see residual effects for many, many months. Yeah, I, I would say years, probably. Very possible. Um, but um, so that kind of leads in nicely to another question that I had, because, you know, I mean, obviously, e-commerce has been around for years, right? And brands right. and retailers are at various stages, some very sophisticated and, you know, X amount of their business is done online. It's obviously e-commerce and in, in making transactions online is something that we're very used to by now. And sure. I think this this has um, brought a lot of that to the forefront for brands and retailers that maybe weren't um, set up as well to do that. It's kind of forced everyone to to get up to speed. Yeah. But but one thing that I think has been really interesting is the is, is another type of online transaction, which is these trade show the trade show world, the virtual meetings. I mean, you're probably like me, like you've probably been invited to. 50 webinars in the last six weeks, yeah. you know, oh. Zoom calls, we're all having those and <clears throat> a lot of conversations about trade shows and what's going to happen. Outdoor retailers canceled, grassroots is canceled. So yeah. many events have been canceled for the spring, right? Yeah. Um, I'm curious, have you attended or, um, or, you know, read about any of the virtual offerings, trade show offerings that have, that have happened? Like last week was the reveal um, conference, which I dipped in and out of which I think was the first, the first one that I've seen come to market. I'm just wondering what your take, take on all this is, because obviously it does not replace all of us being you know, together um, at a show, but um, it's what we have right now. And just wondering what your thoughts yeah. are on that. Yeah, and, and, and I'm gonna get to, the, get to the answer of it, but I'm gonna back up a little bit before I go there. And what I'm gonna say is it's about time. And the only reason I say that is because I'm old guard and we knew that something was gonna change. We've been talking about it. You and I have talked about it. You know, What's this model gonna look like in five, 10, 15, 20 years? And I think we all had this in our minds and we know that there's this Gen Z that's coming. We know there's a more digital savvy buyer and or marketing manager in these brands that have the skills and don't have the, the term that you and I have used in the, in the past, they don't have the time in the trenches, right? You know, we've got 20 some odd OR shows under our belts, right? And we've got X amount of, you know, media trips under our belts. There's a younger generation that are way smarter than I am, but they just don't have the time in the trenches. So I think this dawn of this new digital age, as much as it's like, maybe difficult for me, you know, on a personal level, like I'm not the most digitally savvy person. It was going to come. It was yeah. going to happen. So yeah. what, what I feel about it in my business is still unknown, honestly. You know, right. I, I don't know how we're going to adapt. 
I don't know how brands are going to get that personal interaction, that chispa, if you will, around face-to-face yeah. or a high five. Yeah, because how, how, do you, how, do you, how do you get people stoked about your new products when you can't stand there and show it to them? You right. know, how do you, right. how do you do it? Like what you guys have to be talking about that, right? We are talking about it quite a bit, Chris, actually. And, and there's, I think there's, um, I think there's multiple ways of doing that, um, based on the tools that we're given. So we're working right now with some content creation teams to build some highlight reels. Um, we're working with local, um, restaurants and breweries in these hotspots that do have media in them where we can deliver and build these sort of curated um, care packages, if you will, um, that allow uh, some sort of engagement with the journalists and media to learn about the new really amazing pen that you can propel off of and also, you know, have some sort of digital engagement. We're also doing um, and working on sort of, um, it's kind of called like a swag, swag grab or swag um, scavenger hunts around different um, hotspots that have media in them. Denver Boulder obviously is a big one for us, but ways to engage with journalists yeah. in that regard is, is, a, is a big piece of it. And we really want to use those tools um, to also share with our retailers and reps. So Evolve Climbing Shoes has done everything through digital and it's been well received. So where it goes, I don't know. I do think though that uh, this was gonna happen. Um, I hope that we can get back to seeing each other in the hallways. You know how I love just hanging out on like the main, main intersections and just high-fiving people as they come by. I miss that. I miss the thought of not being an outdoor retailer, but us older folks are gonna have to somewhat adapt um, and hopefully mentor the younger generation that's creating these great ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, one thing is, is for sure. Um, everyone is saving a lot of money by yeah. not going to these big shows. Um, yeah. and, yeah. uh, it sounds like your brands at least are probably going to be taking some of that money and using it to send out media samples because that's the only way we're going to be able to see them and doing these scavenger hunts. I love that idea. That sounds super fun. I hope you do one in Boston. Um, <laughs> Looking at it, we're looking at it. <laughs> Especially, I don't know how many other journalists are here in Boston, which would mean the chances of me winning would be pretty high. You get the whole, you get the whole gamut, you know. Not that I'm competitive or anything. No, there's nothing competitive about you, Kristen. Hendy, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thanks for having me. Stay well. All right, you too. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Straight Talk podcast by Outside Business Journal. The outdoor industry is full of fascinating people doing bold things, whether it's in sustainability, diversity, equity, and inclusion, specialty retail, activism, marketing, or brand building. And here at Straight Talk, we dive straight in. This episode was produced by me, Kristen Hostetter. Our executive producer is Jeff Moore. Our executive audio engineer is John Barclay. Our associate producer is Ashish Threstha. Our production assistant is Louisa Albanese. Please subscribe today to the Straight Talk podcast, write us a review, and of course, stay up on the latest outdoor industry news at outsidebusinessjournal.com.